as we move into a more hyper-connected society, the boundaries we set for brands are also becoming more hypersensitive. Brands must now consider issues including social responsibility, sustainability, and human resource practices. Social media has increased the power of the magnifying glasses consumers can wear when evaluating a business or brand. Businesses must be prepared, know those boundaries, and how to respond if a boundary is overstepped, either intentionally or unintentionally. Successful brands are rooted in purpose and driven by the potential to make a positive impact on their customers. Welcome to The Pursuit of Purpose with Amy Austin. Each week, Amy brings you practical advice to embrace the power of purpose in all aspects of your business and transform it into the central storyline for your branding and marketing strategies. Boundaries are talked about frequently, especially as it relates to work-life balance, and client or customer relationships. In both areas, boundaries help us clearly communicate expectations, needs, and even rules. The universal result from boundaries is respect. Boundaries set expectations that lead to respect of your time, your talent, your expertise, and your business ultimately you. We want this respect for our brands too. So we also need to think about the boundaries that are necessary for our brand. Here are some reasons a business needs boundaries around their brand and I'm sure these will sound familiar as these reasons often apply to us as individuals. One, your business is pulled in too many different directions leading to overwhelm internally and confusion externally. Your clients commonly ping you after hours and request work above and beyond the scope of work defined in your agreement. Three, your brand spends too much time responding to small requests rather than focusing on actions that will lead to a bigger impact. This reminds me of responding to sponsorship requests. Do you support every small dollar request that comes in or do you make a bigger impact by pooling the money potentially given to those small dollar requests into one bigger amount that can have a greater impact? Your brand says yes to everything, therefore putting your message and logo in places that doesn't make sense. Again, it causes confusion for your clients and dilutes your message for prospective clients. Every opportunity is a good opportunity, right? Fifth one is your brand feels resentful of others for the demands on their time. How can a brand feel resentful? Maybe the business is too focused on competition. What are they doing? What new product or service did the competition just release and how is it going to impact us? The energy put into being resentful and watching the competition takes energy away from being proactive and focused on your own business. And the last one is your brand is exhausted. They never have time for themselves. They're so busy responding to whatever action has drawn their attention, whether it is from the competition, an individual client or customer, or something not related to the business at all. 
the attention is split in too many directions. It's that idea of being all things to all people. If you could relate to any of these, what's at risk? The reputation of your brand, the credibility of your brand, the authority of your brand, and as those start to falter, so does the confidence in the brand from not only your customers, but from your employees as well. And as this all starts to erode, what is going to happen to your business? The long-term viability of your business, your brand, falls into question. So where do brand boundaries come from? When you truly know your brand, and I've talked about the elements of brand before, but here's a quick recap. It's the mission, vision, and values of your business. It's the purpose that the business exists. Why did it start? The brand promise that you make to all who are involved with your brand, whether it is employees, customers, constituents, referral sources, donors, you name it. Your brand also represents the positioning in the minds of your ideal customers and others directly related to your business. It's the drivers of your brand. These are those personal characteristics or adjectives used to describe your brand as if it was an individual person. Another element of brand is knowing your ideal customer, understanding the relationship that you have with them and the problem that you solve for them. And then there's all of the other stuff that comes with brand. It's how you speak, whether it's verbally or in the written word. It's the tone of voice that you use. It's how you look, your colors, your logo, your tagline, the design, all the visual images that come with it. All these things provide the framework for boundaries around the decisions made and therefore have a direct relationship to the perception of your business and have a direct influence on your brand. Hey, it's Amy. Does this episode have you wondering if you know your brand as well as you could? Maybe you're thinking, how can I have more clarity around my business purpose and its mission, vision, and values? Or what drives my brand personality and how does that impact my business? First, I want you to know you are not alone. I see this a lot. It is easy to jump headfirst into developing marketing tactics, thinking you can just figure out the rest as you go. But there comes a time when you need to hit that pause button and get really clear on what your brand stands for and how you make your target audience the central character in your brand story. If you're thinking, this sounds so familiar, then you and I should have a chat about clearly defining your brand and story. Just head over to amyaustinmarketing.com and send me a note. I hope to speak with you soon. If we are looking to establish boundaries directly related to and supporting our brands, what are some examples? Brand standards or brand guidelines outline the use of the name, logo, colors, tagline, voice, fonts, size of the logo, when it's reproduced, can it be printed in all one color, what does it look like in reverse. This list could go on and on, and it is probably the most well-known example of a brand boundary. 
The second one is your ideal target audience. This is also a type of boundary. It defines who you serve. A breach of that boundary will result in confusion, curiosity of who you are talking to, and potentially lost customers. A third example is your brand's promise, mission, vision, and values all provide a boundary around a number of decisions made within your business. If you define mission as the guide for what you do and the vision as where you want to be moving to, with the values being how you are going to get there, boundaries become very clear. When you are contemplating offering a service or product or partnering with a business, maybe it's purchasing an existing business or a new technology or hiring new staff or any of a number of other operational, finance, human resource, or marketing decisions, if those things are out of alignment with the mission, vision, or values of the brand, the answer should be a firm no. All brands make a promise to their customers, vendors, shareholders, and employees. If an action fails to meet the promise, it has broken through those established boundaries. A well-known brand promise comes from GEICO. 15 minutes or less can save you 15% or more on your car insurance. If they are faced with a decision that extends that time frame further than 15 minutes or the amount of savings that they can offer dips below 15%, they are breaking their promise. If this happens, as a company, they need to be prepared to respond in a way that is understood, known throughout the organization, and implemented in a way that resolves the issue. If a brand is positioned as a premium product in the mindsets of their customers, rolling out a product or a service that is anything but premium is an example of overstepping the boundary of the positioning of your brand. It is a disconnect and it likely won't appeal to your target audience. This one reminds me of Donald Miller's quote, if you confuse, you'll lose. If your brand is known as being honest, approachable, and easygoing, a decision that is perceived as being underhanded or dishonest falls outside of the boundaries of what drives your brand. As we move into a more hyper-connected society, the boundaries we set for brands are also becoming more hypersensitive. Brands must now consider issues including social responsibility, sustainability, and human resource practices. Social media has increased the power of the magnifying glasses consumers can wear when evaluating a business or brand. Businesses must be prepared, know those boundaries, and how to respond if a boundary is overstepped, either intentionally or unintentionally. For example, as a brand, will you state your opinion on controversial subjects? The answer to this question needs to be found in your values and the type of relationship you plan to build with your target audience, or you already have built with them. A great example of this is Nike's decision to prominently feature Colin Kaepernick in their advertising. This decision caused lots of ripples. There were people who thought it was a terrible decision vowing never to buy Nike merchandise again or throwing it away if they already had it. And on the other hand, there were people who praised this decision 
and went out and purchased more Nike apparel and merchandise. Chances are those who were in opposition to the inclusion of Colin Kaepernick in their in Nike's advertising were not the ideal customers of Nike. And Nike's valuation increased by approximately $30 billion between the launch of the ad and the end of 2019, in large part due to the viral publicity generated by their action and the way consumers responded to it. Another question to consider related to boundary centers around legal implications for not having boundaries in place. This comes into play with for healthcare, the financial services industries, as well as advertising. Healthcare must follow privacy laws. Everyone's heard of HIPAA, right? And I would also say that the Stark laws factor into this. Stark laws outline what can and cannot be done as it relates to the referral relationships between healthcare providers. And in the finance industry, depending on what sector of finance your brand resides, the financial industry, regulatory authority, and the SEC have created boundaries that have to be followed. And in advertising, the Federal Trade Commission oversees what's said in advertising. The better you are at setting guidelines, communicating them, and holding true to them, the more your brand in the eyes of others will match what you want your brand to be known for. Strong boundaries lead to empowerment or knowing that your brand is aligned and achieving the mission and vision as it was designed to do. A freedom to do more of what the business was started for. Business was not started to be all things to all people. And without boundaries, that's likely where you'll end up. You'll have a strengthened relationship with employees, customers, and partners because everyone knows what to expect from you as a business. As a business, you'll be able to say no to anything that is not aligned with those established priorities. You'll confidently make decisions that are in the best interest of your business. And lastly, there'll be less burnout, busyness, and overall fatigue. Your employee satisfaction will be higher, and you'll likely see a lower vacancy rate amongst your employee base. I've said this before, when you know the purpose of your business, the root reason it exists, your brand is built from that, and as such, it gives you a natural set of boundaries. As your business grows, so does the understanding and implications that come with those boundaries. When you clearly define your brand, your mission, vision, and values, setting boundaries and guidelines for your business becomes much easier. The challenge then is staying within those boundaries and not falling victim to shiny object syndrome. If you enjoyed this episode, could you do me a favor? Go to the podcast player of your choice and subscribe, rate, and review The Pursuit of Purpose. This will help me get in front of more people who could benefit from the information and interviews that I share each week on the show. I'd really appreciate it. I will put some instructions on how to leave a rating or review in the show notes in case you don't know how to do that because they don't exactly make it easy to figure out how to do that. I listen on Stitcher primarily and 
the only way you can leave a review on Stitcher is if you actually are on their desktop app, not off of your phone or other player that you might be using. So I'll go ahead and put some instructions into the show notes as well as links to the articles that I used in order to build out the information that is included in this episode. This has been the Pursuit of Purpose podcast presented by Austin Marketing. If you enjoyed the show, please be sure to leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast player. Head over to amyaustinmarketing.com for links and resources mentioned in today's show, as well as ways to subscribe and connect with Amy. Thanks for listening.